Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the podcast and Mojo Mondays with myself and Coach Carly. Hi everybody. Well, I thought we could start each Mojo Monday with a quote because I'm such a fan of quotes, as mm. you know. I just felt I I feel so inspired by them and they I just find them really helpful. So I thought, well, we could start with a quote each each Monday and I'm going to hand it over to you to be yes. the first. And it's a no. great it's a great idea, actually. I love quotes as well, ones that make you think. Yeah. Uh, and because we're doing part two of a kind of a guide to a life of flourishing, um, we are going to talk about mindfulness. And because you told me that, I said, ah, Seneca has a great quote that I was just reading last night. Mm-hmm. We suffer more often in imagination than in reality. Right? Yeah. And a little bit of context around that quote. So Seneca said that, that foresight, right? So the ability to look into the future and think about the future. He called it a d- divine gift and the blessing of the human race, right? So if you think about it, it is that being able to forecast into the future and um, to make um, goals and plans, um, you know, to prepare for coming of winter, all of those things, you, you know, doing long-term stuff that is good in the long run. Um, that is a quintessential part of the, our success as a species and why we became the dominant species on Earth, right? And that takes frontal lobe capacity. However, he also then talked about the bad, which is in your wheelhouse, where we take this blessing of the human race and we turn it into a source of anxiety. Mm. We can also worry and be anxious about the future, right? Yeah, and we can also dwell on the past and have feelings like shame and regret and all that sort of stuff, whereas mindfulness brings, obviously, brings us into the present moment. And I'm not talking about, when we're going to talk about mindfulness today, it's not about a a dedicated practice, um, which is really helpful, um, but mindfulness can be just brought and be intertwined into your life. And what it does for me is it gives me a bit of a mental break because when you're constantly problem solving, whether it's useful or not useful, or whether it's stressful or whether it's um, or not stressful, it, mindfulness gives you a break from it and kind of reduces all the mental clutter that's there. Um, and it, it, it makes it easier for you to remain calm. Mm. And there's, look, there's a whole heap of science around mindfulness interventions that shows that you know people um, they grow volume in certain regions of the brain, um, certain regions of the frontal lobe, and um, stuff to do with um, emotional control and the areas to do with attention. Uh, and so it's a really useful um, thing from a, from a long-term perspective. But don't just think that that to get benefits of mindfulness, this is the thing people think. Oh, I have to do mindfulness practice. I've got to do 20, 30 minutes of meditation. It's those little moments of being mindful. And and really, a lot of researchers call it attention training. Yes, yeah, that's right. I know, you know we've talked ad nauseum about the benefits of attention and, and how central it is to um, Japanese psychology um, and ACT as well. Um, yeah. But I think that whole idea that 
yes, foresight can be good and bad. And when it's good, it's good. But we also need to bring ourselves back to the to the present. And if we're having issues, so anxiety, worry, that's about the future. Um, and depression is about the past. But in both cases, we bring it into the present, right? Yeah. Um, so it's that focusing, being mindful in and of the moment. Because our be. bodies are here, aren't they? Our bodies are present. It's our minds that are either in the past or future. So it's about getting us back mm. into where our body is and where we are right now. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt Killingsworth, you've talked about this before. He did a study uh, at Harvard um, where a whole bunch of people and they had apps and they got a little buzz every now and then asking them what they were doing and how happy they felt. And he showed the single biggest driver of, of happy was being in the present moment. And, mm. and even being in the present moment and doing something boring or slightly annoying um, led to more happiness than not being present, even yeah. doing enjoyable activities and not being present. So I think that, that's pretty important. Um, yeah. That, oh, sorry. Go on. Are you, I was just going to say the long-term stuff, that the more you are present the more you're developing those areas of the brain that particularly then play into self-regulation and emotional control. This is, this is another thing. And that's going to be important for the rest of the stuff we're going to ask people to do, right? This is how it's linked, is that when you're doing attention training, and that can be just a little moment of mindfulness or a whole mindfulness practice, you are developing those regions of the brain that come in useful for things like self-regulation and emotional control, um, mm -hmm. which is really... So this is kind of laying, I guess, the neurobiological found, uh, foundations of um, then being able to um, do tough things in life and connect to values and all this sort of stuff that we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. I think that's really helped me. I mean, I think in the past when I wasn't so kind of aware of my negative thinking or the emotions that were coming up that weren't helpful for me. It's it's now I'm able to like, I'll give you an example. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and I didn't know them. It was about um, some work that I'm going to do for them. And I didn't know them and I uh, I was having a conversation and I, and I suddenly was aware of this sort of internal chatter that started going on. It's like, oh, are you being articulate enough? Are you, you know, mm -hmm. saying the right things? Are you, you know, enthusiastic enough? And I, so I was able just to, in the moment while I was having the conversation, I did a really simple thing of just wiggling my toes mm -hmm. and it just got me back into the, the purpose of the moment and this is where um, in ACT we use our body a lot to get ourselves back into the present moment. Um, so whether it's wiggling your toes or stretching or whether it's noticing the breath or or, or pressing in the, um, the pads of your fingers together, it just gets you out of your head and into mm. what you're doing in that moment. And it's so simple but it's um, so effective. And and that, that can be really useful if you're in a conversation or if you're at work and you're in a meeting and you're feeling the red mist come and you're about to lose your shit, is yeah. to just squeeze your fingers together or do something under the table or squeeze your feet or that. And it, as you said, it brings you back into your body and out of your head. Because as the Stoic said, it's not what happens, but it's our judgment about what happens 
that gives us issue. It's the judgment of what is happening, of what you're saying. So you could be saying something that I could judge it to be not offensive, or I could judge it to be offensive. Mm. The judgment dictates the emotional response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I this. think this this mindfulness in and of the moment, you've talked about strategies to bring you back in, but then just being more mindful develops those brain regions and counters this crazy multitasking that mm. we have today that, that that is playing into ridiculous increases in ADHD. We'll probably do a podcast on that. But the, the other thing, you, you can do mindful breathing as yeah. you're doing stuff. And I will often do that, just catch myself on and then just do slow um, rhythmic breathing. Um, I, I'm a big fan of doing um, um, resonant frequency breathing. So in for four, out for six, through the nose, just focus on what's happening. But you can do mindful eating. You've talked about mindful eating before, I think, on the podcast. And if not, we'll do one on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mindful eating is a is a is a really good way to practice being present because focusing on the texture, the taste, the smell of the food, um, just being grateful for where the foods come from. Um, and so often when we're eating food, we we might be at our desk working mm. or the TV might be on or yeah, mindless, you know what doubling it in. And you yeah, eat, mindless you eat eating. Fifteen to twenty percent more when you're doing something else while you're eating, on average. There you go. You'll eat less if you mindfully eat. Yes. <laughs> and you know, part of that is slowing down, chewing your food. But the other thing, you know, mindful walking, mindful time in nature. So so this morning I was out in the garden and doing weeding on my hands and knees. And I was thinking about it. And then I just started to, to be mindful and and start, as I'm pulling the weeds out, as I'm murdering the weeds, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about how friggin' awesome they are and the evolution, the hundreds of millions of years of evolution and all of these adaptive responses and, and just how adaptable and resilient some of these weeds are. And I was just like, had this appreciation of the weeds as I'm pulling them out by the neck. Um, <laughs> but it was actually, it was actually a really enjoyable time because I thought rather than thinking, oh, fucking hell, this is boring, this weeding. I just yeah. started getting curious about the plants and, and the whole evolutionary history of different plants that I'm pulling out. I love that. And I love that you said curious too, because I, that can be a really good mindfulness um, value to bring in is when you go for a walk, be curious about your surroundings. And no, don't say too much about that because that's a whole topic on, on this. Okay. All right. I will keep that one for for next time. (laughs) You're right there. Um, So yes, I think that that there is a bit of homework with this, isn't it? You can do, you can be mindful so many different ways, mindful breathing, mindful walking, mindful um, journey as you're driving along, really noticing your surroundings or you're on the train. Um, Be curious, have a yeah. mindful moment. Even if you are so busy and you're thinking, I don't have time to be mindful, take a moment, take 20 seconds and just look out the window and see if you can see a bird or just notice the plants or notice something in detail. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, by the way, so you were talking about, I just wanted to throw something in that I it came into my head and then you said something else. But um, when you're stressed, you know, coming into the present moment, some people find it really hard to focus on their breath. Mm. I find if you're really stressed and if you don't care who's looking or somebody isn't looking, 
just doing um, 30 seconds of vigorous exercise is one of the best ways to bring you into the moment. Because when your stress is that extreme, you're either going to need to really get into the breathing for a couple of minutes, or I find just doing vigorous exercise for 30 seconds burns up a whole heap of stress hormones and gets you into the feeling of your body, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can follow that up with some other stuff. But Yeah, that's really effective. It's just having little mindful moments um, um, throughout the week. Uh, you don't yeah. have to do a whole mindfulness practice. Just embed them into your day and your routine. Yes, and you become oh. calmer. All right. Catching uh, not only calmer, but you're going to develop the areas of your brain that are going to be needed for some of the other things that we're going to talk about for a life of flourishing. <laughs> there we Stay go. tuned. That's, that's the segue <laughs> for next week. Catch you next okay. time, folks. Right. See ya.